Welcome, 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 everyone, to Hoops Zooted, the podcast that combines your two favorite things, weed and basketball. I am Evan Moore. I'm a writer for the Late Night Lake Show, and I've been a Lakers fan for 43 years and counting. So I love basketball, and I love cannabis. So I created this podcast to marry my two loves. Now, a lot of podcasts talk about basketball and weed, but not too many of them talk about basketball while on weed. Now, what makes this podcast different is that not only will we be smoking, we'll also be letting you know what strains we are smoking and what what we'll be smoking them out of. So as well as occasionally doing edibles and ingesting cannabis in other ways beforehand. Now, the point of this is not to romanticize getting high, you know, but to share with you what is a lifestyle for a lot of us. Now, at any given moment, all over the world, people are smoking weed and talking about basketball. I know I'm not the only one. So anyway, today, I will be smoking some wedding punch, and I'm just going to be smoking out of my traditional little glass pipe. Had this for a long time, probably about 15 years or so. Um, but just, you know, I'm just going to go a little, you know, a little comfortable, a little comfort zone with me today here, just, you know, and, um, while, while I take a few hits, let me introduce to you my co-host, the first of my two co-hosts here, Colin, and we'll let him introduce himself and tell you what he's smoking here as well. Thanks, Evan. Hey guys. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah, my name's Colin, uh, diehard Lakers fan, hardcore stoner. Uh, I actually just took a uh, just took a dab, which for those of you who don't know is uh, it's for us really hardcore stoners, and it's when you uh, basically smoke concentrate out of a concentrated cannabis out of a bubbler. So uh, I was smoking some some lemoncello batter. Looks like this. Not the prettiest thing, but uh, definitely has the punch and, and yeah. gets feeling zooted. So uh, yeah, happy to happy to be here. <clears throat> oh, and what's a um, uh, little side question on that? What's the first? Do you know the percentage of THC on the on that dab? Oh, it's in the it's it's in the high eighties, low. It's like high eighties, low nineties. So yeah, whereas you know traditional flowers anywhere in the 30 percent uh, exactly. concentrated cannabis is a much much higher. Yeah. percentage so yeah that's like a and you only need one hit so uh yeah that's a, yeah that's a uh, strong one kids <laughs> yeah exactly. it's, uh, it's a one one punch to the face so uh yeah i'm, I'm ready for this for this podcast <clears throat> right on man like happy to be here you know this is this podcast has been a long time in the making so it's it, this is awesome to be here finally here talking some basketball you know so for sure for sure uh yeah. I met Evan about a year ago uh, and we uh, we actually went to NBA Summer League or met up at NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. So, uh, yeah, to, from then till now, uh, um, it's it's awesome to be doing this. <laughs> yeah, this is this is amazing. So anyway, like first thing I want to get into is I want to talk a little bit about um, USA basketball and um and Austin Reeves, of course, you know, and and a little bit about Steve Kerr, too. Like, you know, like this has been it's been so great to see, first of all, Austin's elevation as a player. Like he has gotten so much more efficient 
And like, like I feel like we've got a chance of seeing possibly a 50-40-90 season from him this year. And like, I mean, if he does that, like, oh my God, like Laker fans are not going to let people <laughs> live with, we are just going to like torment people with him, you know, for, for decades, if he can give us a 50-40-90. So like, I, I am just stoked about that. Now, like, you know, I think, you know, a lot of us may be getting a little, you know, carried away with Austin, but like, you know, we also have to like appreciate like an undrafted guy who's overachieved like this. It's just, I mean, it's an incredible like hoop stream story and like, it's been so fun to watch and just, I, I'm so glad he's on our team, but so yeah. anyway, like, yeah, you know, anyway, to a little bit of the bad though, Steve Kerr and this damn starting lineup, man, like I, I like, I've been just pulling my hair out watching a lot of these games because like every time we get off to these bad starts and then Austin comes in off the bench and like, you know, I don't, I don't want to like, like be the guy who's like, you know, it's all about Austin, but like, it sure seems to be like, you know, his energy changes this team and like, you know, why he's not starting or like why we aren't like at least like kind of mixing up and changing that starting lineup a little bit more. Like, you know, and I understand Brandon Ingram got hurt you know, sick and wasn't there for this last game, you know, but like just so many frustrating things. And I feel like Steve Kerr was so committed to small ball and, you know, didn't want to play, um, uh, you know, Kessler at all. And then the only other big that he had and like, you know, it really showed, you know, in, in the one get lost that we had, you know, before the Germany game too. And like, so yeah, I'm just, you know, really disappointed in that. But also, like, I'm really disappointed mostly in what Steve Kerr said. Because, you know, he, he talked about the rest of the world catching up to us. And, you know, that has been true for quite some time. So, like, I feel like him saying that is just, like, such a cop-out response. And it just really bothered me. Just, like, you know, just own up to the fact that it's not so much that the world is catching up to us that they're beating our C team right now, but our C team should still be beating them if we were playing them better and like actually matching up with them better. So that's been the frustrating thing for me. Like I've enjoyed it, but like, you know, I also feel like, you know, maybe small ball is over with like what Steve Kerr is doing. Like, you know, like I feel like the league is shifting and like, you know, you just see like little shifts of where, you know, maybe this like just chucking threes all the time isn't going to be, you know, where the game is, you know, just curious what you think about a lot of that. Yeah. So uh, first of all, yeah, that was a great, great insight. I, uh, I got to be fully transparent. These, these USA basketball games have been, I live in on the West coast in, in Southern California. So these, these USA basketball games have been starting at either one thirty a.m. or five thirty a.m. My time. <laughs> So I will admit I haven't haven't been as dialed in as Evan has for these games, uh, and I've been recording them even. But then by the time I wake up, I've already seen everything on Twitter, and I typically you know don't have time to go back and watch the recording. But yeah, so quick thoughts, you know, Austin Reeves, I I uh, you know can't can't agree more with what Evan said. His ascension from being undrafted to literally I'm a sneakerhead, and I I bought a pair of his shoes this morning. That he just dropped his uh, actually his Team USA Stars and Stripes shoes, uh, so I was I was you know 
bought a pair of those this morning, the AR1s. But uh, yeah, very excited about him. And to get him on the contract that we got him on this summer, I think it was four years, 54 million. Um, you know, just just incredible. And even to see how much better he looked on Team USA than even when he played it, it, on the when we last saw him with the Lakers, you can see that he's even gotten better since then. So uh, his growth rate is just you know accelerating, and uh, and it, everyone that plays with him seems to love him. You know, is all that he's making friends with everyone on Team USA. You know, even Steve Kerr was one of the first people to say he's he's basically a Swiss Army knife. He's a I think he called him a connector piece. You can basically put him in any lineup and he's just a, he's kind of a connector piece. So uh, have loved to see that. Um, but yeah, I was definitely disappointed by, by some of the lineups, um, you know, quick thoughts, Jalen Brunson. I was, I was super high on him all NBA season, loved what he did with that Knicks team. Uh, but he, he looked kind of like a shell of himself out there. And then the guy who really looked like a shell of himself to me was Jaron Jackson jr who was the defensive player of the year. And, you know, yes. I think he was, he multiple games had like three points and two rebounds. So, and like was not a force on the defensive side, um, which we needed him to be because he was, he was playing center most of the time. Um, and to Evan's point, when he wasn't being a force, they didn't give Walker Kessler, who was the only other center on the, on the team, uh, even a try. So uh, definitely frustrating that we lost, especially since we beat that same Germany team in an exhibition game like four weeks ago or three weeks ago. So um, definitely frustrating. Uh, and that, you know, obviously that it came at the hands of Steve Kerr, who I do. I do actually respect Steve Kerr and I, and I, I love Steve Kerr, but uh, just don't, yeah, don't me too. The decisions he made. And it's frustrating, obviously, with uh with some of the back and forth the Lakers fans have been having with the Warriors fans. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think, you know, uh, we're, it, it, it leads us nicely into, uh, into this season though, with, uh, with Austin playing well. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's great. And then like, you know, the other thing Laker related that I'd really like to talk about today to is um, the signing of Christian Wood, you know, like finally. I am, yeah, finally, 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 like exactly like we thought we were going to get hear something on August fifth. Turned out it was September fifth. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, and like, man, like I I called this back in July, like you know when when like things like started to kind of look like, you know, everybody was only offering him a minimum. I like, you know, just kind of like rubbing my hands, like, Oh, like, you know, makes us look a little bit better. Like, you know, like, Hey, you know, like everybody else is only offering the minimum, but you can at least come here and, you know, possibly, you know, go for a championship. And so like, you know, like I, I had called it back then, like, you know, even made a bet with, you know, um, Tony from PGM there on Twitter about, um, you know, whether or not um, Christian Wood would sign with us. So like, I guess, I guess I need to talk with Tony about that too. <laughs> Cause he needs to put up a Dennis Schroeder profile pic now. Time to, time to pay up. <laughs> but, um, but so anyway, um, yeah, like I'm really stoked to have him and, you know, yes, there are, there are some flaws with his game, you know, 
a lot of people who do complain about his defense, they're, they're well warranted. Um, but, you know, I think what he offers us offensively and for, for me, the, the biggest word, the key word to this is versatility. Like, you know, he and his ability to shoot the three and you put him out on the floor with AD and I mean, and especially if AD starts being able to hit that three, say, you know, like, you know, a respectable rating at about 35%, that becomes a deadly, deadly lineup. Like, yeah. I mean, so like, I am stoked. Like there are so many possibilities with this team, you know, obviously, you know, it's going to take some time for, you know, the new guys to kind of figure out their roles, but like, you know, hopefully everybody's ready to buy in, you know, because of, you know, championship things. But the other thing I've noticed is that like Christian Wood joined us because, you know, he, he cited Darvin Ham as one of the biggest reasons. So like, I think we have kind of like that, like nobody's talking about, like, you know, there's all these com people complaining about Darvin Ham, but like Darvin Ham really, I think as a player's coach can really become a draw for a lot of players. Like a lot of players are going to want to play for him, you know, and especially if he starts winning and he wins a championship, that draw becomes bigger. And so like, I'm, I'm kind of excited low key about his ability to kind of like be a, you know, kind of free agent lure for us in the future. So like, you know, that, that kind of like, you know, like pricked my ears up and made me excited a little bit too. So yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy to have Christian Wood and like, I mean, I think it just adds like another dimension of versatility to this team. And like, if it works out, like we can match up so well to almost everybody. We can play small ball. We can play big. We can, we can do it all. And like, I'm, yeah, I'm stoked for this season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, you, you said it actually, like you said, you've been saying it since July when we were at summer league together, you said, you know, I think, I think he's just going to wait it out and we're going to, you know, wait. I think you said until August, it ended up being September, but you said we're going to, he's going to try and wait out to see if he can get a bigger contract. And if not, I think his best option on a vet man is the Lakers. And I think we'll see that, which is exactly what happens. So uh, yeah, definitely shout out to Evan for that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy we got him. Um, you know, I, a lot of people were complaining like, oh, he's going to start, which mean Le means LeBron's going to play the three and all this crazy stuff. I was like, no, I don't think we're going to start veteran minimum Christian Wood over $17 million Rui, but, or even maybe Jared Vanderbilt, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm just so excited. He's, he averaged, you know, I think 16 and seven with the Mavericks last year. And then the year before that, he averaged a double, double, I think like, uh, like 18 and 10 or 18 and 11. So, um, you know, to have that as your backup center uh, and then also have Jackson Hayes, who I think is going to be a serviceable backup as well. Um, you know, and then you also have Jared Vanderbilt and Rui, who are kind of like those power Fordish. You just have a ton of size and versatility, like Evan said. Um, and yeah, there's going to, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think Christian Wood's going to start, uh, but I do think we yeah. will see lineups where, him and AD are on the floor together, like Evan was saying. So um, Christian Wood, as we know, can definitely hit the three. I think there was a game against the Lakers last year where he hit like five threes. Um, and then, you know, if, if like, like Evan said, if Anthony Davis can 
please find that three point shot. Um, you know, even even like thirty two percent. I think he's been in like the high twenties recently. So thirty five percent, yeah, would be an absolute dream. But uh, you know, that would be deadly as well. And even if he can't find the three point shot, just having two big two bigs that size and having Christian Wood as a power forward, like. Uh, I think, you know, that's, you're just going to have a lot of versatility and I'm, I'm very excited. And I will say, I just bought the new NBA 2K24 came out, I think for Xbox one yesterday. And last night, this is hilarious. I simmed, I, I started my season with the Lakers. Obviously they've got Christian Wood on their roster. Now he's like a 79 overall. I, uh, I, the only two changes I made, I, I turned injuries off, which I always do. Uh, and I upgraded Max Christie from a 70 overall to a 75 overall. Everything else I kept the exact same. Simmed to the first to the all-star break, uh, or played the first two games and then simmed to the all-star break. The record that the Lakers had was 42-7 and seven at the all-star break. Um, so I, I instantly started texting some of my friends that, uh, you know, joking that, that even Ronnie 2k knows, knows that the Lakers are going to be good this year. So, uh, yeah. And obviously I turned injuries off and I was, that kind of leads me to my next point, which is, I think injuries are going to be the biggest, one of the biggest things for the Lakers this year. But, uh, but yeah, if we can stay healthy with this, with this depth, uh, you know, I, I, I've been saying all offseason I could see the Lakers winning 60 games this year, which I'm, I'm super excited about. I think I had them winning 40 games last season, so going into last season. So, yeah, man, I'm excited. <clears throat> yeah, me too. And, like, I even put my money where my, my mouth is this year. You know, I That's when right. we were in Vegas at Summer League, I placed a futures bet on them to win the title. So, like, you know, and hopefully – they win the title that pays for me to go back to summer league. So <laughs> and that was before we got Christian Wood. So you got probably better odds on that than than current odds. Exactly. So. Exactly. Exactly. Nicely played. So yeah, I'm I'm just like I'm so excited. Like here we are about like just about a month away. So yep. Well, anyway, like, you know, since we are, you know, kind of still here in the off season, like, you know, and we're both football fans. Like, you know, we want to talk a little bit about football here. Like, so, like, you know, I am, yeah, I am, like, excited for football season. And I have to say, like, for the first time in a long time and for, like, an interesting reason, like, you know, I am, I used to, I was a Cowboy fan for 40-plus years until last season. <laughs> I finally gave up on Jerry Jones. Like, he... Just it was the last straw for me finally seeing him in that segregationist picture. And like for years, he had been torturing me. Like I hated the man when he took over the team to begin with because he fired Tom Landry. But then I like I forgave him, you know, because he hired Jimmy Jones and you know won Super Bowls with Jimmy Jones. And but then he fired Jimmy Jones and what like started it's things turned for me when him and Barry Switzer in 95, when they, when they got up on the podium, just felt so kind of like smarmy and gross to me. And like, you know, but for like the longest time, I just told myself, no, it's all about the players. You know, I, I, you know, fuck to hell with them. But like every time they would get good and like, you know, like, 
have a chance for the Super Bowl, like I would still think in the back of my head, like, man, like I want them to win, but I, I don't want to see Jerry on Jerry on the podium again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like I I've had this like animosity and this just distaste for Jerry for like for 28 years, you know, we you know, since the last time that, that he won. And like watching him be a general manager has just been painful and terrible. So like was the last straw for me and like so so i've given that that up and like i'm now jumping on the ravens bad wagon so like i'm a newly minted ravens fan and like i'm excited and like you know and like it's it's just kind of fun like i feel like i'm you know like to like bomani jones has the i think one of the greatest like kind of turns a phrase for this of like you know, talking about how he stopped being an Atlantic Falcons fan. Like, you know, he got off that narcotic, you know, <laughs> and I just, like, I feel like that, that, that encapsulates it so perfectly. And like, you You're know, I finally, finally clean. You're finally clean. That, that exactly. I'm finally clean of that Cowboys narcotic. <laughs> hey man, congrats. Congrats. <laughs> You've turned a new leaf. Thank you. Thank you, man. So like, yeah, it's, it's been fun. And like, yeah, I'm really stoked. And like, you know, everybody talks every year about like, you know, two, you know, one or two, like, you know, like surprise teams and like, you know, everybody's like darling is obviously the lions, but like a team that I think is going to surprise a lot of people this year is the commanders. Now I don't think they're going to like, you know, they're not going to win much of anything. You know, they might, they're not going to win that division even, you know, but they're going to be a spoiler and they're probably going to, I think maybe even win seven to eight games. And, you know, they, I think just getting rid of the curse of Daniel Snyder, like, it, I think it's going to be huge for that team. Like, you know, like, and there's still a lot of talent on that team. And um, I think that young quarterback, Howell, is better oh, than a lot yeah. of people. So, you know, they're, they're not going to be world beaters. They're not going to be like, you know, but they're going to, they're going to like, Pissing a lot of people's Cheerios. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, and that, I mean, their defense has always been elite. I think even last year they won like seven games. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely high on the on the Commanders as well. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, is there? I mean, you know, you're a Packers fan. What's what are you? Yeah. Like, so I guess I guess sorry, I should have given a quick background of my my NFL fandom. So uh, yeah, I've been. I've been a Packers fan for 25 plus years uh, in the early nineties when I was a little boy. Uh, my dad went to a business conference at Lambeau field and brought me back a cheese head. Uh, I think I was about three years old. That was in like the early nineties. And I wore that thing literally every day for about four or five years. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, the Packers won their, for their Super Bowl in 97 with Brett Favre. Um, and you know, then after that, I was just a pretty much a diehard. So, uh, huge Packers fan, uh, very excited for this upcoming season. Uh, obviously we're, we're turning a new leaf with, with Aaron Rodgers going to the jets. We got Jordan love coming in. Um, you know, I, first of all, love Aaron Rodgers, one of my favorite players of all time. One of the best throwers of the football you'll probably ever see, uh, just in terms of some of the throws he can make with his arm angles and, Torquing his body and no look passes and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, love Aaron Rodgers, thankful for what he did for the Packers. But, 
it was time for him to move on. I was ready, ready for him to move on. Uh, and I'm, I'm super excited about Jordan Love. Uh, and yeah, everything I've seen, I've, I've been like pretty locked into uh, training camp reports and practice and preseason highlights and preseason games. And Love had like one of the best preseasons of any quarterback, which doesn't mean a whole lot because it's preseason, but uh, it's better than having a bad preseason. So, uh, and you know, it's just the first time I was saying this in a Packers space last night. It's the first time in a long time where the Packers have had a team where everyone's on the same, everyone's the same age, like similar age. We're a very young team. Uh, And so it's not like previously we kind of had like the two, almost like the, what the Lakers have, which are like the two time or the Warriors had, which is the two timeline deal where like we had Aaron Rodgers and Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb and all these old guys. And then we had like the young rookies like Jair Alexander and Jordan Love. Um, So now everyone's young. They're all hanging out, you know, playing video games together, doing stuff together in the off season, working out early, um, which, which wasn't happening with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, So, you know, I, I'm excited. We've got, you know, we got uh, a lot of young receivers. There's this kid, Jaden Reed, who was our second round pick. Uh, actually, the, the, the pick that we got in the Rodgers trade from the Jets, uh, this is receiver out of Michigan State. He's going to be great. Uh, we got Christian Watson out week one, which I'm bummed about. But I think that'll give Jaden Reed an opportunity to step up. I'm also high on Romeo Dobbs, who uh, who, who will be stepping up. Uh, and then uh, also watch out for our, our tight end who we picked up in the second round, this kid, Luke Musgrave, uh, who, for those of you that play fantasy, I think he's uh, definitely a fantasy sleeper this year. So uh, excited about the Packers and, uh, and got to say, I'm, I've, I'm high on your Ravens too. And, uh, and excited that, that you picked that team as your new, uh, as your new team. Cause yeah, I've always loved Lamar and I've loved Jim Harbaugh Um and I think Zay Flowers is going to be huge for them. I think Odell is going to be huge for them. Um, I think having a healthy Rashad Bateman and all those running backs healthy is going to be huge for them. So uh, it should be uh, it should be an exciting season for both of our teams, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, yeah, it's just, you know, Sundays, I'm just going to be sitting in front of the TV, you know, just. Oh, yeah. Football. So, like, yeah, it's great to have football back because, like, you know, the summertime is such a dead time for a lot of sports. Like, you know, the NBA has got such a great off season, but like, you know, it's not, it's not as exciting as like when, when everything's going on. So like, Oh yeah. And then the, what I hate about those dead times, especially on Twitter is that's when people start to nitpick because they have nothing else to talk about. So it's like, all right, now we're like complaining about like, you know, just like the stupidest stuff. And then it's like, you know, Football season starts. Christian Wood signs with the Lakers. It's like everything's good, you know. Just uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited. And that first game, I guess we should quickly probably talk about too. Was was an awesome one. Uh, yeah. Chiefs on Thursday night. So we had uh, we had the Lions beat the Chiefs 21 to 20. Obviously, uh, the Chiefs were not fully healthy. They had Travis Kelsey out. They have Chris Jones, who's probably their arguably their best defensive player still holding out, which uh, I imagine after this game, he'll, he'll probably get paid pretty soon. Um, but uh, was a really good game. Uh, as, as a Packers fan, obviously the Lions are in the NFC North. I'm very high on them. Uh, I've, I've said in the preseason, I think they're going to win the division. I'm hoping that the Packers can sneak in in the wild card. Uh, but yeah, I, I, and the one thing, the one question I had about the Lions 
all off season was Jared Goff. I was like, you know, I love their whole team. I just, I just don't know if Goff can be, can turn into that 2017 Goff again. And sure enough, he, he looked like 2017 Goff on, on Thursday night. So, uh, you know, I'm, I, I think they'll be good. And I think the chiefs will obviously get healthy and, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes and I'm not, not worried about them at all. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with a lot of that. And, you know, like, the Lions to me are also like they're really like a fun and interesting team. And like Dan Campbell, like I mean, what a character he is, and just like you know, it's like it's he's just a great and fun guy to root for too. So totally, like, you know, like I understand why so many people like you know have picked him to you know and and that team to be their you know favorite you know as the like up and coming team. So like, you know, a lot of people even pick that team to win that division, you know, which like, it's, that's going to be a tough task, you know, like that's, that's a, you know, a tough division, you know, Minnesota is as good as well as, you know, and I think the bears are going to be a lot better than a lot of people think too. You know, I think like the commanders, they're going to be, you know, spoilers for a lot of, a lot of people as well. So, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the football season and, you know, this has been great. You know, like um, we're going to wrap this like first segment up here at, at this point and just, you know, like I'm just, you know, having so much fun with this. It's been so much fun, you know, talking with you here today, Colin. And like, we'll, you know, on next segment, it will be all three of us and, you know, we'll continue some more hoops conversations. So everybody peace out and stay zooted. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Peace out, guys. Uh, until next time. Welcome back. Welcome back to Hoops Zooted. Um, we're back here with me and Colin. And, you know, I did tell you, you know, at the end of the last segment, it was going to be three of us. But, um, you know, unfortunately, that has not worked out. Um, you know, still today in this day and age, you know, even though we live in legal states, um, you know, I live in New Mexico. Colin lives in California. And, you um, you know, our other colleague here, you know, was also in a legal state, but um, he, you know, because of work, you know, didn't feel comfortable doing this and, you know, um, you know, felt like work would, you know, punish him if he did this with us. So, so anyway, you know, we, we tried to like have some other workarounds to kind of see if it would work, but it didn't end up working out. And, you know, it's just, just one of those things now that like, you know, it's just a sad kind of state of affairs still with, you know, with marijuana is that, you know, a lot of people still, you know, have a stigma about it. And, you know, even though it's legal, legal in a lot of states, a lot of 
you know, a lot of workplaces still don't let their employees, you know, partake, which is it's just really unfortunate. So, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up, but, you know, glad to have you all back. And, um, you know, we're going to dive right into some Laker topics here to, to start with. Um, and, you know, but before I do that, um, you know, we've, this is, you know, this day we recorded this on a different day than, than the first segment here. So, you know, new day, you know, that's why you see me wearing, where it's a little different, but you know, I, today, I have my bubbler today with a little bit of Jacques Herrera, which is named after, you know, a famous um, cannabis activist. You know, he was known as the emperor of hemp. So, you know, Jack Herrera is a, a, a strain that you can get like almost anywhere, you know, it seems like. So, and it's a sativa, sativa dominant. It's about 27%. So packs a nice punch. And, you know, um, Jack Herrera was also the founder of hemp, which is, you know, um, God, what does it stand for? It stands for help in marijuana prohibition, you know, very simple thing. So, so anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to take a couple hits and I'm going to pass it over to Colin here and let him introduce himself before we jump into some Laker topics. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Can't, can never go wrong with some Jack Herrera. That's probably like arguably the most famous sativa strain out there. Uh, obviously because, uh, Jack Herrera was a, a pioneer in the industry, but, uh, yeah, man, thanks for the intro. Happy to be back. Uh, like Evan said a week later, you know, a lot has happened since we last talked. Um, I guess I should take a step back uh, in terms of what am I smoking today? Uh, I, I did. I'm on the same same uh, same agenda as I was last week, which is I just took a took a hero sized dab right before this uh, of my limoncello batter. So nice and zooted, ready to go, uh, which is why I, I just, you know, <clears throat> skipped a step and wanted to jump right into this Laker talk. But so, yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, our first topic today, which is kind of the biggest thing that happened since last week, is uh, the Lakers extended Jared Vanderbilt. So uh, it was a four-year, I believe, $48 million extension. It doesn't kick in until after this year. He's still getting paid, I think, $4 million this year. So, uh, Evan, what are, you, uh, what are your thoughts on the, the Vanderbilt extension? Oh, man. I was, like, to me, it's the cherry on top of, like, what's been, like, a perfect offseason. Like we now have these guys locked up and like, to me, it feels like the, the front office like believes like, like we're taking a run at two more chips at least with LeBron is what it feels like. So, you know, cause we're locked in for these next two years with this roster. And I, I think this roster is a winning roster. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, freaking out, thinking that, you know, we're overpaying him, but I really don't think we're overpaying him. I think, you know, for what he provides, you know, defense has become at such a premium in this league just because there are so few players that really actually, you know, dedicate themselves to it. So having a defensive specialist like Vanderbilt, like – just it's a, it's a great asset to have on this team. And, you know, there's a lot of complaints about how, you know, he's not the greatest finisher. He doesn't have the greatest offensive game, but that is kind of the trade-off you take of him being a defensive specialist. And, you know, obviously, you know, we, 
we have one of the best player development guys in Phil Handy that he's been in the lab with all, all summer long with. And, you know, if he gets just a little bit better at finishing and if he can shoot that three at sit like 30 to 35%, like, I mean, that's, that'll be like the best thing ever for us. Like, you know, I am super happy about it. And, you know, moving forward, like, I'm so excited about this team. And like I said, it's just the cherry on top of just what's been a perfect, absolutely perfect off season by Rob and this, this entire front office. So yeah, I'm, I'm so happy and I can't wait for the season to get started less than a month at this point. So <laughs> I think uh, I, yesterday it was 23 days until preseason, which means today it's 22. Yeah. Cause everyone was posting the LeBron 23 pictures yep. yesterday, but um, yeah, man. So, so excited. I'm, I'm, I've always been very high on Jared Vanderbilt. I was actually, I got in an argument in multiple Lakers group chats that I thought his value was, this was before he signed the extension. I thought his value was going to be between the 15 and $20 million range, which a lot of people thought was absurd. But I was like, Hey, listen, this kid, like Evan said, is a defensive specialist already. He can guard pretty much anyone in the league, one through four. He can even guard some fives that are smaller, depending on who it is. Um, he's 23 years old. There's rumors that he grew two inches this offseason, which would make him 6'10". Um, and so it's like, you know, the, if the kid's still growing, he's 23. I think there's, you know, like Evan said, a lot of the complaints are about him are around his offensive game, which I'll admit is is not the best specifically finishing at the rim and his three-point shot. Um, but going back to my point, if he's 23 and still growing, you know, this kid can totally get better at offense. And from what I've seen, he's definitely been putting in the work. We've seen the videos of him and Phil Handy, who Evan mentioned is probably one of the best offensive coaches in the league, um, offensive specialist coaches in the league. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, over the course of the, you know, we now have him locked in for five years. Uh, he'll, he will definitely improve his offensive game and I think also improve his defensive game and hopefully become one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, and I think definitely his value will be within the 15 to 20 million range and we'll be paying him 12. So absolute steal by Rob. Um, you know, I was joking that in four years from now, Vando and Reeves are going to be the two best value contracts in the league, but uh, we'll see. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, like you said, it was the cherry on top. We just had the most perfect offseason. Everyone got signed at a, you know, a contract that I believe is uh, fair value. I don't think we're overpaying or underpaying anyone. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm excited to get started. Like I said, I think last last time we were on here, I think the Lakers are going to win 60 games this year. So um, let's excited to get started. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love, I love the confidence. I, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready yet to make a prediction <laughs> on how many games we're going to win until I see us in preseason. But you know, right. I'm going to make predictions. I'm not on the sixty games, but uh... but like, yeah, I, uh, I, I can. I, I'm feeling it with the sixty games at this point. Like, <laughs> so, so anyway, like it also brings up another interesting um, topic for me um, with this, like you know, signing Vando and paying him this much. Um, seems to me that like, you know, we're going to give him a fairly big role, fair amount of playing time. And 
it also makes me wonder, you know, because there's been all this talk about, you know, playing AD back at the four again and, you know, kind of going back to the days of 2020 and, you know, having having somebody else play center for most of it. And I'm, you know, now with the signing of Vanderbilt, I'm not so sure. Like, maybe in stretches we might be doing that, but I don't think necessarily – with this lineup as it's, you know, currently constructed this roster, I don't think it's a good idea to have 80 at the four that often. I think it's, you know, 80 at the five makes a lot more sense now with this roster, especially with the addition of Christian Wood. And um, so, you know, cause, cause I don't see playing Christian Wood and Jackson Hayes exclusively at center. I think that that may be, an issue like you know I, I could see us doing it in stretches you know against certain matchups but yeah i don't i i don't see us doing 80 at the five now as as often as you know possibly you know so what do you think about that yeah i i totally agree i think uh this screams uh, you know 80 is going to be starting at the five i was joking there was a there was a segment of lakers twitter I can't remember if it was before the Vando extension or after, but they were like, where, you know, where you, it's tough to find minutes for Vando on this roster. And I was like joking, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in, you know, in, in my opinion, he could be in the starting five. So uh, yeah, I think the offense, the, I think the starting five for me on offense would be uh, D'Lo at the one, AR at the two, Vando, or LeBron at the three, Vando at the four, AD at the five. And then on defense, I think they don't want LeBron guarding threes. So I think it'll be obviously, you know, D'Lo guarding the one, AR guarding the two, uh, Vando guarding the three guard on the other team. And then that lets allows LeBron to be able to guard the, the other team's four, which is, you know, not as athletically demanding. And then obviously AD holding it down in the paint, you know, mostly guarding the five. So, uh, and obviously they're not always going to be playing man to man like that, but just generally, I think that's going to be the starting five. And I think Vando will be seeing him a lot at the four on offense uh, and then kind of a lot guarding a lot of threes on defense. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I have him starting just because of his defensive capabilities. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I have him at the, at the four. So um, which, which means a lot of AD at the five, you know, I think there might be lineups like we talked about last week where we see Christian Wood and AD together, but for the most part, I think, yeah, it'll be, it'll be 80 at the five, but um, yeah, it's, you know, again, these are all good problems to have with, with all the depth we have. So I'm excited to, to see what Darvin Ham puts together. And, uh, and yeah, I think there's many multiple avenues towards winning with this team. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Cause I, I can even see Rui getting the start. There. Of course. Of course. That's the two. Yeah, you bring Vando in to cool somebody down, possibly. So, right. like, but it also could be like, you know, Vando may need to start on certain nights to, you know, cool somebody down to start with. So, totally. Yeah, yeah I'm interested to see how how Darwin handles that, and also how the players handle it, because yeah, there's there's going to be only so many minutes to go around, and you know, hopefully the you know winning and you know. As long, well, I think that's that's the big thing. As long as they're winning, like you know, that's the ultimate deodorant. Like you know, yep. 
yeah. as long as they're winning, like, you know, there won't be like any fine. But if there's, if there's a little bit of struggling, like, yeah, there, you know, there could be some issues, but I, you know, the way we've, the way this team played at the end of last season. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really optimistic. So yeah. Same. Um, and just the last thing about the Lakers again, I think we talked about this last week, but the best part of all of this off season to me is just, it allows Le- the LeBron, which actually should lead us to our next point. It allows LeBron and AD to, uh, to sit more. And, and that in yes. my opinion means a lesser chance of them getting hurt, uh, which, which is, you know, a higher chance of the Lakers winning if they're not hurt. So um, yeah, Evan, do you want to hop into our, our next topic here? Yeah. Yeah. Good segue there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing is that, um, you know, the league has come down with a new policy about um, finding teams now for sitting star players. And as you know, especially for, you know, nationally televised games and, you know, on the surface, it, it seems, you know, like, seems like a good idea, you know, for the fans. And, but like, I just wonder, you know, you know, I wonder if it's kind of a slippery slope, personally. Just, you know, now, now obviously if someone's injured, someone's injured, but like, I just wonder if there may be times where somebody, you know, even fakes an injury just because they, they want to rest somebody or, yeah, or just, or just injuries are getting misreported because of this. So, I'm not, I'm not sure about, about that, but like, but you know, it does seem like a good idea on the surface. And, you know, one of the interesting things, you know, that we got off right away was that there's going to be exceptions for anybody 35 and older. older. So LeBron, you know, we cannot like, I guess that's something we can set up. Yeah. We can set up a schedule. We can set up a schedule, I guess, to give the league and say, you know, this is when we're going to rest him kind of thing and so yeah like so anybody who's over 35 kind of you know gets exempt out of it and as well as i guess the qualifications is you have to have been in the all-star game or on the all nba team in the past three years so that's that's, star yeah. yeah so like you know i've seen yeah some fans like arguing that you know i guess that means ad's not because He's been injured and hasn't been on these yeah. past few years. So, yeah, I mean, that's also interesting because, like, you know, like I would argue that AD is a star player and, you know, whether or not he's made those teams, <clears throat> like, I mean, I understand you have to have a qualification somewhere, but, like, yeah, where where do we draw the line on that? And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all happens. And, and like, you know, I th- the other thing that, to me, like, you know, the first team that, that I thought of, and I think everybody thought of, was the Clippers. Of course. Like, you know, like, Kawhi and that knee and that, you know, degenerative, you know, almost bone-on-bone situation he's got going on. Like, you know, yeah, I, I you know, because that's the other thing is I don't want to see them, like, you know, pushing Kawhi. Like, like, I feel like, you know, the Clippers, they did that last season – they pushed him in that game against us late in the season just so they could win that game. And then he was fried for the rest of the season, you know? Oh, he played, I think like 46, like 45 minutes. Yeah. That, game. that was insane. Mm-hmm. I don't think they, I remember he played the entire second half. I remember that, but anyways, go ahead. 
yeah so like so like yeah i just you know like shout out to clippers fans like you know <laughs> dropping dimes especially like yeah you know, oh man like I, I feel for you guys that's that's rough man like because you guys probably are the first ones that are gonna get fined <laughs> so so anyway what, what do you think about all that yeah, I think to me the biggest thing is, and I need to read, I haven't read the exact rule yet, how it's going to work, but you brought it up early, is how it's going to play with injuries. Uh, because as Laker fans, we always, I joke, because LeBron James, you know, he's been on the he's been on the injury report, I think, since he came to L.A. So, like, uh, you know, they always have him as questionable whether he's hurt or not, just because he's older or whatever, you know, may need a game off. So I don't, I'm wondering if like, if you're, if you're technically on the injury list, if then the star, if, if the resting rule doesn't apply to you, because if that's the case, like Evan, Evan said, I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, oh, he's out with a, you know, illness, or, you know, questionable with an illness or whatever, mm-hmm. um, just so they can avoid having to, having to, having to deal with that rule. But Hopefully it does lead to more star players playing because I do feel for, you know, like I, I actually live in Southern California and I've been fortunate to to go to a few Lakers games. And luckily all the Lakers games I've been to, uh, LeBron has played. There's a few that AD has missed. But, you know, if I went, if I paid money, which Lakers tickets are not cheap, uh, if I paid money to go to one of those games and both LeBron and AD didn't play, I would be, I would be upset and I would not, I'd, I'd want a refund, like a partial refund or something, you know? So uh, hopefully it does lead to more stars playing. But, uh, you know, as I, the point I just made earlier is, you know, I'm hoping LeBron and AD can rest a lot this season. So, so uh, there's going to be trade-offs. And I'm interested to see how, how it plays with the injury report. Um, so, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I, I, I like what the NBA is trying to do. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, like, like you said, you know, those those tickets are expensive. They are yeah. really expensive. So, yeah. so I get it. I get it from that standpoint, right? That. But like, but also as you know, as a Laker fan who's you know had his stars injured for the past couple seasons, like you know, I I, right. I just wonder about the viability of this and like, you right. know, like where's the where's the line going to be drawn and all that just. So yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting, and you know, but but I do I, I I think it's I think it's you know, it it's a well-meaning rule, like you know they're they they they're trying to do the right thing for fans, so right? Right. We'll just we'll see how it works out. Like yep, yeah, I think it's going to get pretty gray pretty quickly, but uh, we'll see. So yeah, uh, exactly. <clears throat> so. Um, so our next topic, actually, you know, like, um, gonna pull away from basketball a little bit, you know, this is, you know, um, podcast, you know, about basketball and weed, but, you know, this is a a topic that's still sports related, but it's also, um, weed related. And so Ricky Williams has come out and he suggested that the NFL should have, uh, marijuana readily available, you know, for trainers and medical staff there as something that they can just give directly to players. And I think this is a brilliant idea. And, you know, I think it's, you know, 
the main thing to, to I want to remind people about here is that it's health should be a multifaceted approach. And, you know, marijuana should be available, not just because it, it works, but it works for some people that doesn't work for everybody, you know, but it should be available because, you know, health, you should have different choices on how to deal with things, you know, because we, we know the bad effects of opioids, you know, and we also know that like, if you, if you use them responsible, they can also be helpful, you know? So, so, you know, it's a multifaceted approach. And I think this is brilliant what Ricky Williams is doing. And I think that all sports, in fact, should try and incorporate something like this. But, you know, we do have this complication. I see, you know, with all the states where it's not legal. So that's that's where you run into, like, probably the biggest problems, you know. So, like, you can do all this stuff in, you know, California, you know, Arizona or, you know, Nevada. But, like, you can't do it in, say, like, you know, um, Georgia, you know, or, you know, I don't know if it's legalized in Georgia, but, like, um, other or places in Alabama, stuff. places like Alabama. that. Yeah. Um, Louisiana, so, so anyway. Yeah, like... You know, so, yeah, that, that becomes, you know, a big complicated mess also. But, like, you know, what these football players especially put themselves through, you know, from week to week, like, you know, like having them hooked on opioids is such a terrible, terrible thing. And this is something that can, like, alleviate that and, like, you know, give them a much better alternative you know, in the long run. So, and, you know, possibly even help them, you know, mental health wise, you know, as opposed to the opioids. So, so I think it's a great idea and I think all leagues should be doing it and, you know, go Ricky Williams. He's always been on the cutting edge of things, man. I, I, I just, I've loved Ricky. Man. So what do you think, man? Yeah, man, totally agree. First off, shout out to Ricky uh, for any of you guys or for all the listeners there's a really good uh, ESPN 30 for 30 documentary on Ricky Williams and kind of his, uh, his, his cannabis use and his cannabis history. I forget what it's called, but just Google Ricky Williams 30 for 30. Everyone should check it out. Uh, and yeah, just completely agree. I, you know, I live in California and here there's a blit. Obviously, cannabis is legal. Uh, and, you know, one of the big uh, agendas that the legal cannabis industry is pushing is plants over pills. Uh, and so I think that's a really good, um, you know, example of, of how the, this, this rule could be used in the NFL, uh, like Evan mentioned. Uh, and I think I talked about it last week. I'm a huge Packers fan. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, one of my favorite players ever. And he came out openly on a podcast last year saying that, you know, oh yeah, uh, you know, Percocets and opioids are just widely available to, to any NFL player. All the medical staff have them. It's not like, you know, to, 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 a, to a normal human where you have to actually get a prescription. These guys just have it in their, you know, cabinets in the medical staff. And he's like, yeah, it's rampant. Everyone uses it. Even if you have a slight injury, oh, just take some pain pills. Um, and he admitted to, to, to using them early on in his career and having trouble with it, you know, having addictions with it. And now he's kind of obviously, you know, everyone jokes about Aaron Rodgers and his whole ayahuasca stuff. And he's gone pretty extreme on the plant medicine side. 
But he's, you know, obviously his argument is, hey, marijuana can be used as an alternative to a lot of these opioids uh, and to give you the same pain relief without all the side effects that that these that these, you know, man-made pills give you. Um, so, you know, I think I think it's a great idea. I think. Yeah, the like Evan said, the biggest the biggest struggle is it's not it's not um legal in all in every state so um you know i i think they should just start with having it available to the states it's legal in hopefully that'll put pressure on the states that's not legal to to legalize it and get their shit together but um you know and even if they don't make it a rule it should really be legal like in california they should just be able to do it anyways because it's legal here so um yeah, like I know in the NBA, they've they've completely gotten rid of the rule. I know, uh, which is great. Um, and yeah, I just I just think plants over pills always. And uh, it would be a great, you know, shout out to Ricky Williams for for leading the charge. And uh, and and hopefully, hopefully he can kind of help implement this rule. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, like, again, like you said, shout out to Ricky Williams. He's, he's the greatest, man. So. So anyway, and like not familiar with how good he was as a running back, please, oh, please yes. Google Ricky Williams college highlights and early highlights with the Saints. Uh, one of the most talented running backs of all time. So uh, who gets forgotten oh, for a lot of reasons yeah. we don't need to go into. But and even uh, his time with Miami, he was he was yeah, still I forgot about. Yes. With the Dolphins, too. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Love Ricky. So, yeah. so anyway, in like in typical stoner fashion here, you know, like like I skipped over one of our topics. To <laughs> I noticed to that the- and I didn't want to point it out, but I was. I was hey, no worries. So so we'll we're going to jump back here to basketball. <laughs> you know, hey, it's it's hoop suited, man. <laughs> That's right. Living up to our name. So so anyway, um, you know. To, to go back to basketball and, you know, the, the whole thing with the star players, like on, on the follow-up with that, we got, um, you know, Team USA uh, not even getting a bronze medal in FIBA. And a couple days later, LeBron comes out and like puts a tweet out. That's basically like, he's assembling the Avengers here for, for, um, the Olympics next year. So, so like, you know, we're going to get like LeBron, we're going to get Steph, we're going to get KD, we're going to get everybody, you know, a team for the Olympics next year. So, so I'm, I'm excited for one, but the other side of me, like, you know, like, like as a Laker fan, I'm like, kind of just like, well, wait, like uh, let's, let's win the chip first. And like, (laughs) for sure. For sure. You know, just like, like, is, you know, just being a little selfish there, but like, you know, it is, it is kind of cool to think about. It. And it'd be fun, you know, to have the A team there, you know, in the Olympics again, because like, we should crush them. Like, even our C team, I feel like we, sh- we still should have beat them. Like, you know, not even meddling is really, you know, it was really disgraceful in my opinion. So, like, I'm just curious what your thoughts. Totally agree. Um, you know, it, it, it's so funny that, yeah, all it took was 
was a little bit of disrespect on uh, on on American basketball. I, I forget what that Olympic. I forget that runner's name who made you know the comment about you know how how America's not the most talented country at basketball anymore, and obviously that set a lot of players off. So there was multiple things. I think it's kind of a, a domino effect here that led to. LeBron and a lot of these guys putting their foot down saying, hold on, wait a minute. Like, let's, let's not forget who the best country here is here. Um, so, Hey, I'm excited. And from a Lakers standpoint, uh, yes, it worries me, but the, the great part is, is the Olympics is going to be after the NBA season. So no matter what, like Lakers comes first, it's not like LeBron could get hurt playing in, obviously he could get hurt playing in the Olympics. And obviously that would affect the following season, but for this season, like, he's good. The Olympics aren't going to affect him. Um, but the one thing I was joking about is, yeah, so they've kind of, you know, to mention all of the players, uh, Evan mentioned a few, but it's the the sort of, I guess, confirmed names uh, that he's assembled. It's LeBron, Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis. Uh, who am I missing, Evan? Um Oh, Kevin Durant. You said Kevin KD. Durant. Yeah, KD. Yes. Uh, I think Anthony Evan, Anthony Edwards will obviously continue to play with them. But what I'm really curious about is, and I'm hoping, you know, Le GM steps in and gets, you know, our boy uh, Austin Reeves here, yes. lets, him, lets him stay on the team, especially after how well he played with in the FIBA this year. Uh, and I think in the Olympics you get 15 spots, which is, is quite a bit quite a big roster. So I'm hoping Reeves can stay. And what I'm ultimately hoping is that Reeves and AD can start to build some friendships with some of these, these all-star players uh, to plant some seeds for when LeBron ultimately sails into the sunset and retires. And, you know, potentially we find our, uh, we bring in our, our, our replacement for him to the Lakers. So um Cough, cough, Anthony Edwards, Mike Helbridge. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm excited. You know, obviously I would love, I was uh, the dream, the, the last sort of dream team we saw. Well, I did, so of course, see the Redeem team in 08 and then the, the 2012 team, which both dominated. Uh, but the, the, the true dream, dream team in 92 was, was actually the year before I was born. And I've seen tons of highlights of it, but never got to see it live. So would love to see a, a, a dream team live. Uh, you know, next summer in Paris. Uh, and Paris is a super cool city. So uh, it would be a great, great place for uh, Team USA to kind of kind of remind everyone, hey, settle down. Uh, you know, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder in Germany aren't, aren't truly the best, even though we love Dennis. Um, but yeah. Uh, and I, I'm also interested to see, because I, I remember actually the last Olympics, uh, which was what 2020, or I think they did it in 2021 because of COVID. Uh, and Kevin Durant played on that team. They won the gold medal. Uh, but before the before that Olympics, like before the NBA season, LeBron had actually said he was going to play on that team. And there was a bunch of other players that committed too. And then they went through injuries that season. And the only one that actually like went through with it was Kevin Durant. So I'm interested to see, you know, of all these committed players. If any of them, you know, whatever get hurt or something happens in the NBA season, you know, maybe they maybe they drop out. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. But uh, yeah, would love to see our our best best roster out there, and uh, would love to see Team USA win. You know, win a easy gold.
Yeah, and Steph's never been on a, an Olympic team. It'd be great to have him out there finally. Yeah, for sure. Would love, would love to see that. Oh, and Tatum was another guy that was mentioned. Um, yes. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be good to see those guys. So yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we bring that. Like, yeah, we're we're beating people by 30, 40. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not. It doesn't matter who's coaching. It doesn't matter. You can't, you can't go wrong with that roster. <clears throat> exactly. That should be an easy goal. So, so anyway, like. So we're going to move on now, and um, we're going to move on to um, a, a fun little segment that I, I like to call Historical Stoner, Stoner Circle. So so anyway, it's it's basically I'm going to give Colin here, and, and you know, I'll, I'll follow up with my answer afterwards, but I'm going to give Colin here a, um, a historical figure, and he's going to tell me whether he would smoke with them or not, you know, gas or pass. So, so we're going to start off here with uh, Julius Caesar. All right. So this one, I think I'm going to go, <laughs> you know, and this might be a, uh, this, uh, this might not be the best uh, opinion, but I think I'm going to go with pass here. Uh, and that's mainly because I've watched the movie gladiator so many times and uh, uh, <laughs> what's the place? Joaquin Phoenix's uh, impression of Julius Caesar is just so obnoxious <laughs> that like, I, I, I wouldn't want to smoke with that guy. Uh, he seems just like a total, total, uh, in, you know, total douchebag, even though very famous, you know, historical, very important historical figure. No, no disrespect to Julius Caesar, but I uh, think I'm going to go with pass. What, do you, what about you, Evan? Gas or pass? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with gas on this one. Like, all right, all you know, right. I would, I would be interested. You know, I would like to talk to him about like military things, and you know, just um, you know, also a little bit about Cleopatra. You know, talk to him about that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, I, I would go with gas. You know, because I, I would think he would be, I would think he'd be an interesting conversation. You know, and you know, I would also have to, I'd have to get better at my Latin. I, I took Latin in high school, so like I, I know a little bit, but like. <laughs> The lost language, yes. Vedi vidi vici. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I would gas there with um, Julius Caesar. So, so anyway, um, well, second guy that you know go to is you know go to a little bit of a little bit of basketball history and the inventor of basketball, Dr. James Naismith. Yes. Uh, would you gas or pass with Dr. James Naismith? Oh, and this is put a peach basket up and created basketball. Yes. <laughs> so this is a for sure gas for me. Uh, so being from, I think I mentioned in part one of this pod, uh, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, was, was born and raised there. So Dr. James Naismith was, you know, uh, was the head coach at Kansas for University of Kansas. I think, I can't remember where he played, but he, I know he played somewhere and he was, the head coach at Kansas for a long time. Uh, and in pretty much all of the Midwest region of America, Kansas basketball rules college, ba Kansas and Indiana basketball are the two college basketball teams that kind of rule Midwest college hoops. Uh, so specifically most people in Missouri are, are huge KU, KU basketball fans. I was one of them, rock chalk, Jayhawk, uh, a bunch of my buddies went to Kansas. Um, 
so yeah, I would love would love to guess with Dr. James Naismith. Ask him about you know you know coaching at Kansas. Ask him about just being one of the inventors and pioneers of the game. Um, just being a basketball nerd would have so many basketball questions to ask him. Um, and then uh, I believe what's the is it is it the top college basketball award, Evan? That's the is that's the Naismith Award, or he's one of the one of the famous awards he's yes. named after, and I think it's the top yep. top college player each year in college yep. basketball gets gets the Naismith Award. So would be curious to ask what he thinks about uh, certain people that have won that award and if if they were worthy or not. So uh, for sure, gas and uh, just shout out to to Dr. James Na- Naismith, one of the you know one of the pioneers of the games and uh, one of the reasons we're here today talking about basketball. <clears throat> what about you, Evan? Gas or pass? Oh, totally. Like, yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one. Like, yeah, I'm definitely definitely gas on this one. It's like I would I would want to sit him down and like show him like video of like you know this this is what your game has become. Like, you know, yeah. Like after we're after we're good and high. Like, you know. <laughs> look at what Steph Curry has done. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, just like. Show him, like, you know, and just show him, like, even the, the evolution of the game. Like, you know, from we'll go from, like, 60s, 70s, 80s, like, all the way up. And just, like, and to just be fun, like you said, to talk to him about all kinds of things. And, like, you know, and just, and the first thing I would ask him is just, like, you know, like, what do you think about what has happened to this, you know, simple little game you created, you know? Totally. <laughs> totally you know so yeah so definitely definitely gas on that also then, would have to would have to have a goat conversation with him um you know would have to have a goat show him like evan said yeah. show, show him film of you know the last hundred years of basketball get him caught up and then uh, have a quick goat conversation with him <laughs> yeah he'd, he'd be swearing it's, it's some guy that like you know used to play with him and like you know yeah 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 some guy we don't know <laughs> Uh, that'd be great so and then last one we're gonna we're just gonna you know have some fun with like um you know not everybody will know this guy but like you know he was he was an important guy in my childhood hacksaw jim duggan yes so would you pass or gas with the great jim duggan for sure (laughs) gas um I'm going to let you do most of the talking about it this one, Evan, because I know you're a big uh, wrestling guy. Uh, full transparency, I, I'm not. That's one of the sports that I'm not super well-versed in. But, you know, love, that's no no shot at wrestling. I just haven't really had the time to, uh, you know, to, to get into it. But I still think it's super cool and would, would love to smoke with any, any pro wrestler uh, and ask them, you know, ask them all sorts of stuff. And was he Evan? Was he so? Was he a WWE wrestler, or was he what type of wrestler was he again? Yeah, yeah, back when it was still WWF. Okay, so would love to ask him questions about kind of the because I've always had questions of uh, when it comes to WWF, WWE, uh, that type of wrestling. You know what it's like because I know some of it's you know quote unquote fake, but I also know that those guys are putting their bodies through through hell so uh would love to ask him about that um and actually i just saw uh right before this evan uh netflix just started or just uh released a documentary called wrestlers 
that's actually, I think they followed, I haven't watched it yet, but it's getting really good reviews and they followed some pro wrestlers. Uh, I forget what the, what the league was. It was like OVW maybe. Um, and they follow them and it's like a six episode docu-series where they follow these pro wrestlers. And apparently it's like a really good look into uh, pro wrestling today. So I'm definitely going to check that out, but really curious to hear your thoughts on this. Cause you're the, you're the wrestling guy. So you know, why don't you give us a little bit of background about this guy and then also, uh, you know, get, would you, would you gas or, or pass with him? <clears throat> yeah, well, definitely, definitely gas, you know, and like, you know, to, to, to clarify, like I'm, I'm not a big wrestling guy, but like eighties wrestling, you know, the Hulk Hogan era, like I, I, I was, I was all in, you know, 10 toes down back then. Like, yeah, I, I loved like, yeah, I, I knew it was fake, but like, I, I've always just appreciated, like, you know, what these guys, like, you know, put their bodies through. And, like, yeah, it was pretty incredible. And, you know, and just also the acting aspect to it was also funny to me. And Hacksaw was just hilarious. Just, like, the faces he would make. And just, like, you know, he was just so over the top. And just, like, just so fun and funny to watch. And just, like, I love that whole era of wrestling. So like, yeah. And I would love to be able to talk to him about like, you know, just what, you know, other wrestlers were like, and just, you know, especially some of the parties that they had and, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. So definitely, definitely gas. And like, yeah, I would yeah. have a great time with Hacksaw. <laughs> sounds like so, you're, sounds like Evan's willing to gas with pretty much everyone. He's, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm easy. <laughs> for you this week. So, uh, uh that's funny but uh yeah we're gonna be hopefully doing this historical stoner uh circle every single week so uh so it'll be interesting to see uh see what we come up with here <clears throat> yeah so so anyway um you know now we're gonna move on to a little more a little more football you know like both of our teams both of our teams got to win on sunday so you know yes 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 we're we're still in the happy side here, you know, like, you know, don't have to be like the poor Minnesota Vikings. That's right. You know, be there's considered one, the worst team in the one. league for like a short period of time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Only one yeah. team in the league with two losses as of this recording on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, so yeah, so it's been fun and like, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to be a Ravens fan. Like, you know, like, like Lamar didn't play that well. Like, but, you know, he had flashes, you know, he had, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, told me over the years that like, you know, I've never seen him throw an accurate pass. And like, you know, I'll admit that he's not, you know, consistent with his accuracy, but oh my God, like he can absolutely be accuracy. Like he threw like this beautiful dart to Odell late in that game. It was just, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. So like, yeah, I'm happy. And like, you know, that team is fun to watch and, you know, go Ravens. And for the listeners, Evan, remind us, who did you guys play again? The Ravens? Um, oh shoot. Now you put me on the spot. Um, oh. <laughs> Never mind. Well, well, we'll look it, we'll look it up. It's all good. Um, but Ravens got the W. Uh, yeah. And, and like Evan said, uh, for anyone who tries to say Lamar is a running back or not a quarterback, 
total, total BS. Uh, you know, this guy was the MVP of the league. You can't be the MVP of the league without being an accurate passer. So uh, he obviously he's an electrifying runner. Um, but uh, yeah, Ravens got the W. The one thing I will say, uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, went down, which yes. is, is oh, a yes. huge, huge bummer. But uh, I guess the the if that's gonna if you're for if any team's gonna have their starting running back go down, uh, the Ravens are probably the most well equipped to to handle it because they've got Lamar as a runner, and then they've also got two other uh, two other running backs. So uh, yeah. yeah, and it was the Texans. They just beat you. Just yeah, you put me on the spot there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's what happens when you're zooted. That's what happens for all the exactly. listeners. You know? So yeah, I remember yeah. Texans. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. So moving on to, to my team, the Packers, uh, I'm, I, I'm over the moon excited. Uh, obviously I, I predicted a win, but I predicted a close win. I did not expect us to score almost 40 points. Uh, I think we beat the bears, uh, 38 to 20 and that 20 points was, you know, I think 14 of those were in garbage time. So, um, oh my God, that it was just, uh, all all three phases of the game the packers looked incredible i think i said on part one of this podcast you know we've got a top five o-line and a top five defense uh most people agreed that going into the season that the packers had a top five o-line not most people agreed that we had a top five defense so uh our defense showed out you know got a pick six quay walker who was our first round pick linebacker out of georgia last year had an incredible pick six where he ran it back like 40 yards and trucked some poor bears running back into, you know, eternity. Um, and uh, Jordan love, you know, that was my biggest question is how would Jordan love play? I think he has, you know, had a 75% passer or a completion rating or completion percentage, three touchdowns, no interceptions, highest passer rating in the league right now. Obviously it's only one week, so not a, not a lot of data, but, um, and I think he's ranked when I last, I checked number three overall quarterback in fantasy football. Uh, so if you can't tell, I'm very excited about the Packers and, uh, we're playing the Vikings this week, uh, tomorrow, uh, as of this recording, or I'm sorry, not the Vikings. I've got the Vikings in my head, the Falcons. We're playing the Falcons this week. Um, and uh yeah very I, I which is a team that you know uh they won week one but their quarterback Desmond Ritter had like 115 passing yards or something and I know this actually leads us to our to our next topic but Evan has uh Evan and I are in a fantasy football league together and he's got Drake London on his team uh and he had no receptions no yards nothing last week so uh, I'm hoping that happens not for Evan's sake, but for my Packers sake, I'm hoping that happens again this week. Uh, and, and my Packers roll over the Falcons. So, um, yeah. Uh, and so leading to fantasy football, Evan and I actually played each other this week. Uh, and, uh, I got the W, uh, you know, I, I had one of those, my team had one of those weeks where like, Pretty much everyone played perfectly. It would have, I think, I put up the highest, the most points in our of, of anyone in our twelve-man league. It's like 165 points. So Evan actually did have a great week. 
what'd you put up, Evan? Like 120 or 130? Like you would have probably yeah, just, just short of 120, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You molly whopped me, man. Like, yeah, it was <laughs> it was one of those Week I think one out the gate just wow. All the stars were aligned. I will not put up that many points this week, but you know, shout out to a couple couple big names. Brandon Ayuk did most of the damage with yes. uh, with two. Did he? I think he had two TDs, like almost 30 fantasy points in our PPR league. Um, I swear, I swear, Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk will never do that again. Damn it! Like, I swear I to God, it'll, it'll never happen again. It's like it just us, had to happen this one week. That leads <laughs> us to a good point. So all off season, I was questioning the Niners' quarterback situation. I was questioning Brock Purdy specifically because he had Tommy John surgery. I think I mentioned on part one, I had that surgery myself growing up. Uh, very tough, excuse me, very tough surgery to recover from. Yeah. Uh, so I was very questionable on how he would, I loved how he played last year before he got hurt, Brock Purdy, but I was very questioning how he would recover from that Tommy John. It was on his throwing yeah. arm. Uh, and I was like, look, guys, he's not going to be the same, you know, uh, but I'll, I'll give it to him. He looked great. Um, and I, I, I got to disagree. Uh, I think I got to disagree with Evan. I think he might. Some of the throws he made looked really good. I think he might. I, if he can, can if, I think he might continue <laughs> to do that. We'll see. Yeah, I hope see, he doesn't. Because the Niners have been the Packers kryptonite for the past five years. So I'm, if, he, if he plays badly, that's totally fine with me. But he looked damn good week one. So, uh, but but back to the fantasy matchup. So I had Ayuk. I had you know I like I said I was drafted my Packers D. They had that defensive touchdown. That was huge. Um, and I think like Michael Pittman had a big game. Um, so, anyways, Evan, what were what were some of the guys that played well for you? <clears throat> um, yeah, I did. I did have uh, you know Christian McCaffrey. You know. Okay. Personally. Right. Can't go and wrong with him. Number one pick, my bell cow back, the last bell cow back in the NFL, it seems. Yeah. yeah did, did well for me, you know. And like everybody else, like, you know, gave me a pretty solid performance, you know, other than Drake London, who gave me right. zero. So, like, yeah, I like, I, I still like, you know, I still would have beat, you know, about half the league. But, you know, that's, that's the way, that's the way fantasy works. It's just, you know, matchup dependent and, you know, yeah. Sometimes it's just not your week and like, you know, just wasn't my week last week. And, you know, my, my, my comment about Purdy and Ayuk was more about, it's just one of those like fantasy flukes that like, you, right. know, you just you don't see like, you know, repeat itself, you know, right. so. you don't see the number two receiver on a team completely. Go off. On my week. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, much, I would have much more expected that from Debo Samuel uh, given the data that we have on the Niners. Yeah. But yeah, it was funny that exactly, I, yeah. I almost, I forget. I, forget I, I almost benched him before the, before we started. I can't remember who it was between, uh, but I was, I was deciding between him and another guy uh, at receiver. So obviously happy I played IU, but um, you know, moving on uh, to, to, to one last topic, you know, I know we're, we're, we're trying to wrap this up, but uh, just want to do a quick shout out uh, back to Lakers basketball uh, in a sense to a uh, quick shout out to the show winning time. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but uh, show winning time on HBO right now. Uh, it's based off a book by uh, the great Jeff Perlman called Showtime. It's all it's about the Lakers dynasty in the 80s. 
uh, and specifically about the the Lakers Celtics rivalry and all the all the NBA finals that kind of you know Magic and and Bird uh, kind of headlined. So um, they we're 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 finishing up season two of Winning Time right now. So uh, we just got to uh the 1983 is it the 1983 finals evan against the celtics 84 finals yes so uh the the we just finished this they just premiered the second to last episode of this season two uh which basically ends with that that nba finals starting in 1984 so hopefully the finale will will show the finals which uh we know what happens we're not even going to talk about that um but yeah, just want to talk about the show real quickly. I know Evan, you've read the book Showtime. I've read it too. Shout out to Jeff Perlman, uh, incredible writer. I've I've read almost all his books at this point. Um, uh, and yeah, I know he's he's been kind of going on a lot of podcasts trying to promote the show because uh, given the the current writers' strike, the uh, a lot of the actors right now that are on the show uh, aren't are, are striking and don't have the ability to kind of promote it. So. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, kind of season one and season two and the progression of the show? And uh, and yeah, just what, what are your thoughts on winning time, Evan? Oh, like I absolutely love this show. Like, yeah, I, I love Jeff Perlman's book to begin with. Like, you know, because yep. I've, I've, I've read three of his books. You know, he's written that. He wrote uh, also a Three Ring Circus, which is about Kobe and Shaq. Yep. Which is it's also all, uh, a great, yep. great book. And, um, you know, there's there's like whispers of that possibly, you know, if winning time is more successful, you know, that could possibly be a, a ser- series, too. But like, you know, if if winning time doesn't get enough viewers, you know, that's never going to be a series, unfortunately. Right. And then I also read his um, his book on the 90s Cowboys, which was also really good. So, yeah, nice. I, Jeff, Jeff is a great, great author and like just, yeah. A lot of good fun stuff in all three books and um winning time is just great like yeah there are a lot of liberties that are taken but um you know they get most of the main like you know the main important parts like right so like you know the little liberties don't bother me as much and like yeah i just i've i've been enjoying like every bit of it like all the actors are great the guy who plays um, Jerry West, Jason Clark, incredible. Is great. Yeah, incredible. I mean, incredible, hilarious. This exactly great, funny, well-written scenes for him too. That like, yeah, just like, you know, and that is that is Jerry in a lot of ways. Like he is, he is a little like you know prickly and cantankerous like that. Like, but you know, totally. But, yeah, so it's it's just a lot of fun, and and Adrian Brody. Oh man, Pat Riley! Like yeah. when that was first cast, I was I was doubtful. I was like, I don't I don't see this. I'm not sure. Like, oh, but, it is oh, so good. Yeah, I mean, he has just nailed it. And like you know, from season one to season two, he's gotten better. Oh, and yeah, I just with him. yeah, I, I'm just sad that there's only seven you know, episodes this season. So we get the finale this Sunday. Yeah. We'll have to circle up after that. Yeah. Like, you know, but you know, I'm going to, yeah. Like I already, I've already rewatched, you know, season one. I'll, I'm sure I'll rewatch season two. So like, 
Yeah, I, I love, love, love this show. Yeah, a uh, couple more thoughts for me. Yeah, cannot say enough about Jason Clark, the guy uh, who plays Jerry West. Uh, he got a lot of heat in season one. And even myself, I was like, when I saw first watched season one, I was like, man, this is kind of like, you know, uh, this is kind of harsh, uh, you know, impression of Jerry West. And then, of course, it came out that Jerry West, like, demanded that they take the show off air. This is during season one. This was last year. This has all since fizzled out. But um, after rewatching season one and now season two, and actually I, I listened to a podcast with Jeff Perlman and he said, hey, actually all that came from is if you read the book West by West, which is in my, it's in my queue of, of books right now. I've already purchased it, but I, ha I need, haven't gotten to reading it. But it's basically Jerry West's uh, biography, autobiography on himself. Um, and all those like little character you know him being stressed and anxious and just overall a little bit cuckoo like that came from his book west by west that wasn't like you know per, they, that wasn't just made up that didn't come out of nowhere so of course hollywood's going to exaggerate a little, a little bit but man this guy jason clark is so funny and just like some of the scenes where like he's trying to get a trade done and uh you know either riley or uh Westhead shoots it down and he just like loses it um it's just so and it also just him watching uh his him watching the game uh sorry Jerry West watching the games like that's almost a representation of us as fans like yeah you're just so on edge you're just like you know living and dying with every play uh so shout out to Jason Clark and then yeah like Evan said Shout out to Adrian Brody. The 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 job they've done with his character arc, um, you know, just not to not to spoil it for the listeners, but just you know a quick background. So in season one, they basically have him starting. You know, uh, he he started out as a as the assistant announcer with uh, Chuck Hearn before the Lakers hired him. Um, yeah. He's got had this to timeline a little bit with that because that happened. Yeah, so obviously, obviously, he played for the Lakers. He played. He was the shooting guard with while while with Jerry West while they were you know won a championship, uh, you know as a player with the Lakers. Then was uh, you know when the show starts, uh, he's kind of the he finds himself in this weird like spot post retirement looking for work. He ends up taking a job with you know being the uh, the chick hearns kind of right hand man broadcasting games uh but it's funny because he's got this shaggy hair at the beginning of in the season one like you know isn't isn't the slick pat riley that we all know and love and so to see that character arc over the course of season one to season two to see him slowly uh, you know go to the slick back hair and the armani suits and just his confidence level uh increasing each game uh, and like during practice, he's now wearing like the velour practice, the velour track suit <laughs> um, and smoking cigarettes. Now he's constantly smoking cigs, like just the deep, the level of detail they've gone into with his character arc. That's like kind of the stuff that I, that's the stuff that I nerd out for on shows. So to, to combine the Lakers and, uh, and just great TV has been excuse me, has been awesome for me. So to all the listeners, please, I know HBO Go, HBO Max, I don't know what it costs. I know it's a little bit, what you know, you got to pay for it. But please, if, if you're not, pay for HBO, watch the show. 
I know that they're struggling right now uh, for for watchers and viewers, so they're trying to get trying to promote the show so they can continue on. Uh, so if you're not watching it, please you know check it out. Uh, it's one of the best shows on TV. If you're a Lakers fan, you'll love it. Um, but yeah, season finale this Sunday, and uh, and we'll definitely have to circle up next week, Evan, on after after the finale, which I think we know it's going to happen. And like I said, we're we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah definitely not going to talk about it yeah <laughs> so anyway yeah this is this has been a lot of fun you know so great that you know so we're gonna sign off here now and you know everybody you know stay zooted and peace out peace out guys